How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperice.com. Right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, we're back for part two of this post-game podcast. If you want to call it that, I'm here with Brian. Dave has disappeared for the time being. He'll be back shortly. All right, Brian, let's talk a little bit about this upcoming Cleveland game. What, do you, what are your just general thoughts about the game coming up? We're going to break it down a lot this week, but what are your general thoughts, Brian? I love the fact that they're going to go ahead and play Cleveland as they're trying to get back. I kind of agree with Dave because I'm a, you, everybody knows I'm a Case Keenum fan. You and, love some Case. Uh, I, I, case. I, I like it. Don't, <laughs> don't get off my case because I love the guy. I think I still tell you if they had him in 2019 Super Bowl, baby, instead of Doc, if they would have had Case, that's my thing. But, you know, I... I think he is one of the better backups in the league. And Dave hit it on the head where you can, if you have a good running game, you could do a lot of things. I think this is really the game that could shut the Browns up. So I'm going to go back to my rooting guide and say, look, when the Browns played the Broncos, you, you still wanted to root for the Broncos and against the Browns, but it actually kind of benefits the Steelers if the Browns win that game because you don't want to go into a game against a team that that you've been big brother to for a long time that is hates you more than you hate them. And that's true. Steeler fans do not hate the Browns the amount that Browns fans hate them. And I think the Browns players hate them at this point as well. So with that being said, I think you go in, if you go ahead and beat them, you can actually kill the Browns this weekend because it's not like the Chiefs. It's not like 
like team like the Bills or the, that take a, a loss and could come back from it. I think if the Browns take a loss to the Steelers this week and they go to three and four, I could probably say, mm, yeah, they're they're not coming back. So this is a chance to uh, to uh, slay a giant in their own mind because the Browns Dave, think they're giants. Yeah. Dave just asked him what his general thoughts were leading up to this week eight game against Cleveland. Just very general. We're going to be talking about it a lot this week, but just want to get your thoughts. I want to see. I, I once again, I still don't think it's as much about the Browns as I do think that it's about the Steelers. That the Steelers have to do what they do. I want to see how this team looks different coming out of the bye. I want to see what the coaching staff came up with and with how they're going to work personnel and run various things on offense and defense coming out of the bye week. I, for some reason, I want to see this team hit the ground running uh, um, in Cleveland. And if there's anything else, just going to Cleveland should be enough to get you fired up and ready to play this game. Yeah. I mean, honestly, my goodness, if you can't get over this one, there's something wrong yeah. with you. But Dave, can you please, for the people, there's a lot of people in the live chat really get confused with this. Can you explain the IR rules and coming off of IR, just in general terms? People are like, oh, I hope we get two it back for this game. He's not going to be back in this game. It's, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility, but, uh, but it is. <laughs> bottom line is, and when a player goes on IR, after, as long as they've been on the 53-man roster for at least one day, so I have to tell you that for, for people early on when the Steelers were losing three games in a row that were calling for Josh Dobbs, Josh Dobbs can't play for the Steelers this year. He went on IR without being on the roster. He can't return. His season with Pittsburgh is done. The only thing they could do if he's ready to play would be they'd have to release him and he could sign somewhere else, but he couldn't sign back with Pittsburgh. So that's one. Two. Once, it's, once a player goes on, it's three games. I used to say three weeks, but I'm pretty sure it's three games. I don't think the bye week counts. I think I think if you go on IR and it's a game and then the bye then the game, I think it's got to be a third game. Because if you think about it, when the Steelers had their players go on IR after being on the roster for a day, it didn't count that there was no game that weekend, if you know what I'm saying, that they still had to miss three games. Once they come, once they are deemed eligible to come back to actually practice, they have to be designated as a return from IR. Once they are designated as that and they can practice, the team has 21 days to put them on the 53-man roster or else they go back on IR for the remainder of the year. Um, so I've seen the Steelers activate. Like last year, the Steelers activated um, – Wisniewski didn't put him back on the roster for the full three weeks because they so much changed in that time. They brought him back for a couple days and then cut him. You know, things could change in there. I've also seen in the past where the Steelers had someone that was returning. They had them, they they brought them back on Wednesday and they put him on the roster by the next game. So you could do that. Um Zach Banner was due. Tuesday, but they already signed him. And I think it's you still have another week of wow, I'm getting some crazy feedback of some kind. Do you guys got me? Yeah. Okay, just make it sure. <laughs> um someone like Anthony McFarland, they have until I'm pretty sure the following Tuesday. So he wouldn't necessarily be brought back. They could bring to it back to practice this week and activate him on Saturday. It's just not how they generally do it. Do you think McFarland comes back this week? 
wouldn't be a bad time for him to come back. I mean, the 21 day window, that didn't matter about the game. So it's been, it's, he still has another week, but I think they just have to decide what they're doing going forward. Brian, what about you? Your thoughts on McFarland? Brian, you are still muted. You're muted. <laughs> Sorry, I, I was just making sure that feedback wasn't me, and I guess it wasn't because I was on mute to, to keep I think that. someone was running a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> Not in my house. We don't That's know my house. Good Lord. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least it's cleanliness is, is nice, Jeff. That's that's okay. Um, cleanliness. My thoughts cleanliness. on Anthony. Go ahead. My, my <laughs> thoughts on Anthony McFarland are this. You know, I'm at this point with I'm going to say it about to it as well. I'm only can I'm taking the Mike Tomlin route. I'm only concerned about the guys that are available to play. If he shows up at this point, it's extra. You're right now. You're you're riding that Najee Harris train. You're hoping it doesn't derail, and it can derail in different ways. But I, I can't get excited about a guy that you don't know whether he's going to be back or not. Something's seriously wrong um, for him to be out this long, and that's Anthony McFarland too. So um, he, if he gets back, then you probably have. I mean, he's right away the number two rusher on that team. He's going to be the the best. In fact, somebody gets cut if he comes back. But the, the problem is, don't know if he's ready yet. When he comes back, that's going to help this team. But it's really hard for me to get excited. And because I've I've made, look how long it's been about me saying, Zach Banner is going to be playing this weekend. Zach Banner is playing this weekend. Okay, now Zach Banner is going to play this weekend. Look, I'm not getting excited about Zach Banner until he actually runs out on the field and plays. Well, McFarland came out and said he tore his MCL, I believe, uh, at the end of the preseason. And it was an injury that had kind of plagued him throughout college. So he had to completely rehab that. I'm not sure if that was a surgical repair or, or what, but that's that's why he's been out. So, I mean, that you're talking about a torn ligament in your knee. That's significant. It's not your ACL, yeah. but it's still mm. a ligament in your knee. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, so yeah, I don't know. I it's this and, is a good. And I was going to say, I don't. I'm not convinced that he's definitely the number two when he comes back. I mean, us as the fan base believes that, but then again, we thought he was going to be maybe the number two guy last year. And how many times was he not even active? Yeah, you know, simply because we liked what we saw in the preseason as fans doesn't mean that the Steelers are ready to insert him in that role right away. So. Uh, though I'd like it, and I think it's the way they should go, I'm still not convinced that's the way they're going to do it. You, go ahead, Brian. You know what's funny about that, Dave? And I agree w- with what you're saying. The pr- problem is we need him to be. Uh, we need him mm-hmm. as fans to be the Steelers' number two. And the reason we need that <laughs> is because we weren't excited about Betty Snow Jr. in the preseason. We definitely mm-hmm. aren't excited about Benny Snow Jr. in the regular season. And you know, right now. He's what you got next to Kalen Balage, and I think Kalen Balage mm-hmm. is a uh, is considered their short yardage guy at this point. So I'm thinking that you know he's got to be the answer to be backing him up, and probably the guy you need that you need him to be. Okay, question for you guys: When he comes back, we we know Mark Mark is going to be come back at some point. Who loses it? Who loses their spot? Who do you think, Dave? I would have assumed it was Balage, but then. The last game, 
he got he got the other offensive snaps when Benny Snell didn't. We don't know if that's because of the that's shoulder dinged up. Thing, yeah, if it was from him getting dinged up on special teams, but Snell still played on special teams, you know. So I I don't know. Um, I don't know if that was an indication due to injury or because of what the Steelers are wanting to do. So that's that's the thing. I I there's no reason to keep four running backs. If you're going to run Najee Harris that much, there is no reason to keep four running backs plus a fullback on your offensive roster. So I'm, I mean, I still was going to say Balage, but I I'm not a hundred percent sure with that now. Although you know Snell does bring the special teams. Brian, what do you think? I think they would keep Snell, but everybody would rather them keep Balage. I would, and when I say everybody, I am guessing that everybody would think that Kalen Balage is a better running back at this point. But guess what? The Steelers seem to, the coaching staff seems to want to have Benny Snow Jr. in that role over Balage. Dave, you brought up a question I wanted to ask you. I'll get your thoughts. This is something I've been asked a lot on my Wednesday Let's Ride podcast where I answer questions from fans uh, from, uh, from Twitter. A lot of people are concerned about Najee Harris's workload. I mean, he played 100% of the snaps in week one. He hasn't done that since. Is that a concern for you? Yes or no, Dave? Um, Yeah. I mean, it's concerning just because you never know when that's going to come come around in the wrong way, if you know what I mean. That it's something that's concerning that it's like, well, you want to worry. You want to think about that and keep it in the back of your mind. And it's not a big deal until it comes up and ends up being a huge deal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. For all you know, he could he could be like another Alabama running back um that the that we know of and Derrick Henry and just play tons of snaps and have tons of carries and be able to do it every single game. Which you're the, I, you're the person that brought that up. It was I'm not I know you because you did that podcast it, and I was like, wow, like he's all you're right. Derrick Henry has never hurt. Yeah, th- and that's why I predicted him to get hurt this year because statistically he's like the only he's the only running back that hasn't missed a game due to injury in like the last three years. You know, oh I mean right. well, he might have missed one where I think he could have played, but they rested him in like not a week 17, they, they did it in week 16. And that was I think 2019 that they did that if I recall. Um, so he's just kind of an anomaly. So you're kind of waiting for him to come around, but if he doesn't, then you're wondering, you know, what's, what's he doing? That's so great. So it's kind of like with Najee Harris, you, you need to be concerned about, I'm not concerned about it because he's a rookie. Some people are like, Oh, well, the rookies and they're not used to it. And this, that I, I mean, that is another factor, but to me, that's not the biggest factor to me. The biggest factor is just, NFL running backs in general and how things like that happen and they get dinged up. But then again, you could also take Najee Harris and only play him in 10 snaps in a game and he could still get dinged up in those 10 snaps. So it's, I mean, do you want to live in your fears or not? Mike Tomlin likes to. Yeah. Just look at the uh, playoff game last year. Anyways, Brian, um, what do you think about the Najee Harris workload? He's a timeshare in there too, in his fears. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing with that. You you have got to ride this guy because there's nobody else there. I like what you both said about Derrick Henry, how he's durable. And you have those those same players that if you look at a lot of rookie seasons, how well, you know, true, great running backs 
had those monster rookie seasons. And I really think that uh, Najee would be having like an incredible off the rails. When I say off the rails, just like a runaway train type rookie season because of the, but he's not because of the offensive line at this point, but it's starting to get to get better. And they're starting to figure out how to use him. Yeah. yeah, you, You can't, think that, all right, we've got to rest this guy more and more because he might get hurt because, look, it doesn't matter when the hit's going to come. The the hit that comes to get you might not be because you've been running way too long. The hit that might come that gets you or the, the turn that tears you might just be because it was the circumstance that you were in on that certain play. It's kind of just kismet it's fate when it happens look i mean look at a guy that uh that was a number one overall pick in the nfl and kajana carter back in 1995 and he got hurt in his first preseason game because it was a bad cut yeah no you're right you are right and um Let's get Sean Manahan, who sounds like my father-in-law. If the refs <laughs> gave us two dollars, he said the refs stop rigging our games. We can beat anyone. <laughs> oh uh, my gosh, that is funny. Uh, officiating has been sketchy at best. We'll put it that way. Um, but you know, yeah, it. I don't. I don't want to bring I don't up. Know that it's bad directed at the Steelers. I just think it's bad in general. Just bad. I mean, watching a lot of the NFL today, I was just like, there was one play. It was in, it was Green Bay, Washington. Washington's getting down towards the goal line. They fumble the ball. It was like the second, their second fumble in like three plays. And the Green Bay guy dives on it, obvious, but he let it squirt right out beside him. And one, and the Washington lineman jumps on it and, and grabs it. They gave the ball to Green Bay. They called the ball Green Bay. They said that he had control before the lineman you know, got the ball out. And I'm like, just watch the replay. And I was so, I mean, not scared, but I just was saying my my wife was actually watching football with me. And I said, you know what? I don't have a dog in this fight, but if they don't correct this, then they might as well just get rid of replay altogether because it's so obvious that they didn't get it right. So thank goodness they, they, they changed it and got it right. But there was some, some interesting things today. And before we go today, I do have to bring up a couple interesting things from the, from the main AFC North game we were talking about today. So, But we can get to them later. We got some super chats to do. Yes, we do. Uh, Arthur Steele gives us four ninety nine. said, Stallions, sorry, just joined the AFC turmoil. I feel it's good for our squad. It makes the Cleveland game that much more crucial. Do you believe we're a playoff team? Dave, what do you think? Yeah, well, I mean, we talked about can they get can they win the AFC North? And that's and we said about getting, you know, four and two is a good number to, to be able to get to. Honestly, even if they don't win the North, there's I, I believe there will be at least two teams from the North in the postseason. At least two. Because right now it's basically the North and the West fighting for 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 three wild card spots when you think about it, because there's not much, I mean. We already said all the Titans are running away with it in, in the South, um, and then and then the East. It's really just the Bills and everybody else there too. So it's those other teams that the Steelers are still going to have to face if they're going to be fighting for 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 wild card positioning. Prob- most likely, the Raiders. The freaking loss to the Raiders. Yeah, could come back and haunt them. Yeah, that's they, really hard. Yeah, that's okay. Brian, what do you think? What are they like ninth in the conference right now? If you look at the standings, ninth or tenth. It, it just kind well, of they were 
right they around were there. Seventh coming into the coming into the week before the game on Thursday night because they held tiebreakers over the Chiefs, Broncos, and Browns because they had a better conference record. But then, of course, when you knew one of the Browns or the Broncos was going to move ahead of them because they're going to get that extra win. So right now, believe it or not, I think that they're going to be an eighth because the Chiefs lost. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the Chiefs the Chiefs are now 3 and 4. The Broncos are yeah. I believe 3 and 4. 3 and 4 as well. Yep. So, yep. yeah, if you're sitting at 8th or the Patriots, the Browns are in strike. <laughs> yeah, the Browns are in striking distance. And yeah. so there's and it's the cellar is bottom heavy. I I believe mm-hmm. there's teams that aren't getting out of that cellar. You could probably already say that the Jaguars, the Jets, the Texans, the Colts, and the Dolphins are are probably gone already. And so that, and then at that point, you have 11 teams trying to get into a seven round playoff. And one of them being the Broncos, who I don't believe in either. So yeah, this is a playoff team just based on that. And they're finding themselves momentum is in their corner right now how they come out and play in week eight is going to be huge if they win in that game they're absolutely contenders okay maddie pepper and we're back <laughs> and we're back gives us two dingo dollars 2.99 in dingo, dingo dollars said it's just rigged in general then as Dave yeah, yeah. put it there you go Tyler yeah you know what uses five dollars go ahead this week's Matty Peverell show is not going to be called the war room. It's going to be called the conspiracy room. <laughs> Bring your tinfoil hats. All right. Yes. <laughs> uh, $5 from Tyler W says if there were a single piece that would really boost this team before the trade deadline, what position and player would it be? It's a good question. So trade deadline position player who you think Brian, we'll start with you. Oh gosh. Um, Wow. Let's just just go position first and then we'll figure it out from there. All right. I'll, I'll go ahead and say, uh, I'm going to actually say wide receiver. Really? Okay. That's interesting. I like the Dave. What position for you? Um, to acquire a player via trade. I don't, I don't really think there is one. You're going to think I'm crazy, but what position, if they were to pull off a trade, like what position would you target? Believe it, it's so funny because people are like, why in the world would because they were apparently in the in the market for for merciless. And some people are like, why in the world would the Steelers want another outside linebacker? I'm like, why wouldn't they? They really only have three right now. If one, I mean, they already had one game where two of them were down, and the guy that started is not even on the team anymore. So I would say outside linebacker, but probably if Stefan Tuit isn't going to be back, you should do something else at defensive line. It really comes down to that. Because yeah. to me, getting to it back would be like getting a player in trade, but even better. Because if you get a player in trade, it's going to take several weeks to have them really up to speed. So that's why I don't know that getting a, a player – I mean, Minka Fitzpatrick was the exception when they just were able to throw him in there and scheme out their whole defense around him. It's going to take some time. But if you could get someone like a Stefan to it back, that would be even better. But if he's not going to be back, then they might need to do something with the defensive line. Does anyone know is Alualu out for the year? Most likely, I don't think they said the word oh, really? "season ending" at any because he, he fractured his ankle. I don't know if it was just like, uh, but they a, they didn't. Really the Steelers bad. didn't say season ending for Juju. He's the one who said it when he yeah. was when when his own interview that said that the doctor told him it was season ending. I don't know that anyone's confirmed season ending for Alualu, but I I wouldn't bank on him coming back. 
rats. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Brian. Ahead, Brian. You know, this this isn't like baseball where you could go ahead and bring in a slugger or you can bring in a uh, another third baseman to get you through August and get you into the playoffs. The uh, the one type of player this late in the game the, that's is the wide receiver that could probably have more impact than anything. On defense, it's a lot harder to plug some of those players in that you would get with a trade. But you bring in a guy like a Brandon Cooks or a wide receiver like that that you could plug in that's a veteran and get on the same page with Ben you might have the opportunity for a wide receiver to get on the page quicker. I think if you bring a cornerback at, in at this this point as well, it's going to be really tough to get them involved. Like Dave said, Minka Fitzpatrick came in and um, after the week two game and was there basically for the whole season. So yeah, it's it's kind of one of those things where you know you really uh, you bring a guy in now like they did with Avery Williamson at this time last year he didn't have a chance to contribute because he didn't know the system, but bringing a guy that you can just say, Hey, run this route. You're probably a lot better off. Are you saying you don't believe in a Kello Witherspoon? <laughs> Is that what you're trying to say? Well, I, I cannot. One thing I do want to say about what <sighs> Brian said, there is, there, there are, there are two positions that you could definitely bring somebody in and they could basically take over right now. And that would be, place kicker and punter and the Steelers are fine right there. So we don't even need to worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. But you're right. do you not agree with the wide receiver thing? Cause I think that's the easiest, probably the well, easiest but, position. I just to, don't know to, that they need it. Yeah. But the thing is that yeah, they I'm get not that, saying they, they need in, it, but who's the guy that they picked up. He's on the practice squad who they thought they would elevate. Um, is it Anthony, Anthony Miller, Anthony Miller, Anthony Miller, Anthony Miller's there. James Washington is still basically unused. Um, mm-hmm. So I just want to get this on the screen here. Marquis Hunt gives a dollar ninety nine. Says how confident are you the Steelers making the playoffs? I feel like we've talked about that a lot, Marquis. So make sure you go back and check out the show from the beginning. Um, all right, we don't want to spend too much time on this podcast because we have a whole slew of information coming up. Dave, what did you want to say? Before we- I was just going to say part of what we were doing here today was we we wanted to you know break down the Steelers where they stand in the AFC North. There was something that happened in the game that you all, all didn't see that I wanted to know your opinion on this. And that is, you know, there's been a lot of talk with teams going on fourth down this year. And the Steelers, I think, are a little bit are much more conservative about that than most teams. And I'm starting to think that maybe they have it right. Because what you guys might not have realized was that with just under 12 minutes left in the game, in their own territory, the Ravens went for it on fourth down and didn't get it and gave up a touchdown plays later. It wasn't that they just went for it on fourth down. It was fourth and seven. Is there a point that you're just like, I understand teams think their offenses are great. They can convert anything. Is there just a point where it just goes completely bat crap crazy that you're like, I mean, it's only a 10 point game with just under 12 minutes and you're bait and you're going to hand them a field goal. If not give them an easy touch. I mean, that was the play that changed everything. The next drive. Now I understand it because then they were down 17 and it was like, I don't know. Um, eight minutes left in the game. They went to go for it on fourth, fourth and five, got a false start, went to go for it on fourth and 10, got another false start and still went for it on fourth and 15, threw it to the running back who went out of bounds three yards shy 
of getting the first down. And you could just see that the rate they were done. The Ravens were done at that point. They they realized that they pretty much it felt like the game was over, and they just let them run the ball down their throat and run up the score. So I don't know if you guys realized that that was something that was going on, but that fourth and seven with 12 minutes left completely won and lost the game. Should we appreciate sometimes when the Steelers realize that, hey, with at least we're giving ourselves a time to, you know, you know, you, you live to fight another day because that game was over with 12 minutes left and it was only a 10 point game. Wang's going to wang. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't know if you guys knew about that situation. I didn't, but you're right. That I mean, was yeah. A lot of people huge. Are, oh, look at Buffalo Monday night yeah. football, kick a field goal, go to play in overtime. They went for it and they failed. Yeah. So everyone always talks about, you know, living in the fears and that's just because my someone said that. But sometimes you just have to play that make this smart, educated decision. Yeah. And trust your team, like fourth and seven, trust your defense to make a stop. But yeah, I don't know. All right, Brian, anything to add before we call the show? Well, yeah, I I do. I hope everybody enjoyed the bye week, got through the bye week, whatever you want on BTSC. We decided to give you a lot on the audio platform as far as the bye week goes and we had almost everybody mine is actually coming up to continue to get you through the bye week but we also had some fans some members of our audience put together the show and that debuted yesterday as well so there was five on there and i'm saying right now if you want to throw your thoughts in there feel free to send it to me as well that would be fine. That's BAD8889 at gmail.com. It's great to have everybody involved. Oh, did, did I screw up my own email address? <laughs> you screwed up your own email address. Am I hashtagging? <laughs> <laughs> been a long bye week, fellas. BA Davis8889. Hit me up on Twitter. Hashtag. somebody gave me a new name in the live chat um so i think that's my new my new twitter handle is uh brian anthony d bag at at, uh hashtag brian anthony d bag so uh thanks dude i appreciate that um i I know you love dave and jeff but if you hung out with me you really like me too because i'm actually pretty pretty cool in person when i'm not uh making you angry at home that's debatable. Okay. But no, yeah, show. check out our podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Good show. We will be back. Brian will be back tomorrow on The Hangover. Make sure you check out all of our programs like my Let's Ride, Dave Stat Geek on Thursday. Uh, good show, guys. All right. We'll see you. Have a good one and go Steelers. Oh, how it rips me, but love makes me live for tomorrow.